0: Hello, and welcome back to another episode of the Glossy Weekend Review podcast. I'm senior reporter Danny Parisi, and I'm here with editor-in-chief Jill Manoff. Jill, it is very good to see you. Happy almost Christmas, almost end of the year.
1: Happy holidays. Happy Christmas. We have some juicy stuff to talk about today. I'm excited.
0: We do. We do. The first one I'm very excited about, we're going to be talking about Chanel's advent calendar um, and some of the controversy that came out about that, um, which I just think is so funny. But we'll also talk a little bit about Pete Davidson taking over Calvin Klein's Instagram. And then finally, Ralph Lauren diving into the wild, weird world of Roblox, um, (laughs) which I think we've mentioned on this podcast. Didn't we talk about it?
1: About Ralph Lauren doing
0: it? No, about Roblox
1: oh totally yes i mean gaming metaverse we i mean it's our jam
0: your niece and nephew are big roblox heads isn't it
1: they're so into it i swear yeah. about two years ago i mean it had already taken off but i called it roadblocks
0: <laughs> and they road never blocks. let me
1: they never let me live it down
0: no oh jill you messed up well <laughs> yeah. since we're talking about it, how about we just do that one first um, so Roblox is a, a very, extremely, extremely popular online game um, slash platform, which I say because it's it's a game, but it's also you can kind of like make games on it, and so people make all sorts of things on it. I I play a lot of games, but I personally have zero experience with Roblox, so I feel like a little bit of an old person reading about it. Um, but uh, this week, Ralph Lauren created sort of an in-game or uh, in world installation showing off some of its like winter styles a lot of things that are going to be on sale in real life it's very metaversey and it's kind of similar to some other fashion metaverse things we've seen where it's just sort of like a branded like environment to just sort of move around and like look at stuff i don't know how joe how would you compare this to some of the other metaverse stuff we've seen do you feel like it's kind of similar
1: i do i feel like it feels I mean, maybe it's a stretch to say authentic to the brand, but as you're in the world, I mean, first of all, it's the holiday. They call it the winter escape, Ralph Lauren winter escape. And it feels, you know, the signature brand of the holidays, like with the plaids and the, I don't know, winter, you, you think of the little pullovers, you just, it feels like the perfect holiday brand. And so it's in this very souped up holiday Land where you can like sip hot cocoa from the Ralph's coffee truck, which is a real thing in the physical world. Um, Anyway, it felt authentic and cute. And um, we got to talk about the the skins element because I like that they are dropping these avatar clothing options like at various times. It, It seems very thought out to keep people engaged in this world.
0: Yeah, definitely. And and we've I feel like we've seen some Metaverse stuff where the connection with real-life clothing was sort of unclear. Like, are these actual things you can buy and wear in real life or not? Um, I know some brands have done sort of mix, like Kalina Strata has done Metaverse stuff where it's sort of like a combination of clothes you can actually buy in real life and also like a shirt with a fish, like three-dimensionally coming out of the chest or something which doesn't exist in real life. Um, but this feels like, I'm pretty sure it's all things you can you will soon be able to get in real life?
1: Oh, I hope so. I knew it was like inspired by 90s collections. Um, It had that timely component of being gender neutral. Um, So guys and gals can wear this (laughs) in the metaverse, Um, which God, it's it's definitely a a revenue stream that brands are eyeing. I mean, I don't know how much these are selling for, honestly, but they're considering this a, a prospect in terms of, um, where to put their efforts to to bring in another revenue stream, buying these skins. And I talked to, you know, sneak peek, we have our glossy 50 coming out next week. I talked to their head of brand partnerships, uh, Christina Wooton, and she was telling me this great stat. I don't know if I mentioned it here before, but um, one in five daily users of Roblox changes their avatars look daily. So there's a lot of opportunity. People love to put their uh creative spin on their look. And for Val Florin to get in on that, um, again, at the holidays when it feels right, it, it seems smart to me.
0: Yeah, I, I think for me the the biggest question is um not to not to say like that that tired old thing that like only little kids play video games, because that's not true. But I feel like Roblox, from what I no, seems like especially kind of young audience like i am sure not all not everyone on it is 10 years old but i i don't know like maybe i'm totally wrong i could i could be totally wrong but i get the sense that it's a lot younger than say something like Fortnite, which i think has a a much wider um disbursement of, of age groups and audiences so i'm just like is the average roblox user slash player into ralph lauren i don't know This
1: interesting because yeah maybe there's a there's a discrepancy between because to me okay we have a lot of discussion on our team about what on our glossy pop site feels Gen Z or feels like it it caters to this audience or and what doesn't to me the Ralph Lauren experience it almost reads as younger it, it reads like a fun cartoon and it's very primary colors um, like younger than Gen Z so that that group Probably not buying a Ralph Lauren skin. <laughs> I don't know.
0: Yeah, no, that's a good point. And and Ralph Lauren like does kids stuff, and uh, you know, so it's it's not totally um, out of out of character. Uh, but I do. I I just wonder about the utility of Metaverse stuff, and if it's not like sort of a forced, not forced, but kind of like one of those things will maybe be more useful in maybe five years than it really is right now. And and things like this is just sort of like getting some experience with it. You know, I, 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 we'll we'll have to see if, like, you know, if Ralph Lauren puts out some numbers or something or if they'll tell us how helpful something like this was. But uh, I'm yes. not totally, totally convinced right now that this is, like, you know, the big the biggest thing in the world.
1: Totally. A really good story out there. We haven't covered it, which is why we're talking about it now. But um, Alex, a reporter on the Digiday side, did cover this. Um, I think he was first to, to point it out or call it out. Um, and there was a really something, a really cute comment about... <laughs> He was like, is Ralph in the metaverse? Like he asked their um, head of partnerships or or somebody at Ralph Lauren. Um, and mm-hmm. they're like, oh, yeah, he's in the <laughs> he's in the metaverse oh, yeah, every he's day.
0: Definitely. He's like 100 <laughs> years old and he's definitely playing Roblox every single day. Um, <laughs>
1: <laughs> According Let's, to the uh, brand. True story. Yeah, I mean. We'll see. <laughs> we'll
0: see. We'll see. We'll um, see. Let's talk a little bit about Calvin Klein next. I'm, I'm going backwards through my notes, but um, just because I feel like this, is, this one's very fun too. So Pete Davidson does not have Instagram, even though I feel like I can't open up Instagram without seeing his face all the time. Um, but he uh, took over Calvin Klein's Instagram sort of abruptly, just like changed the profile picture to his face, made the bio like Pete here and then, started posting stuff, started with that. And then it ended with he and Machine Gun Kelly, who you might know from being Megan Fox's boyfriend, posting uh, the two of them in their underwear, in, in Calvin Klein underwear. Um, it was fun, kind of surprising out of the box. I feel like he's not who I would pick as like my brand ambassador for sort of like for Calvin Klein. Um, but I don't know. I think people seem to love him. So I don't know. It's not, I don't think it's a the worst idea. What do you think?
1: Yeah. Again, just great for stirring buzz. I feel like there is this, it's not the newest concept, but with the rapid pace that everything is moving and um, the accessibility to these folks. It, it called to mind what Skims just did um, in terms of putting Megan Fox and Kourtney Kardashian in a campaign or in marketing imagery together. Like these six people here, which it's a very weird <laughs> group or, or clique of people, which is Kourtney and Travis and Kim and Pete and, and Megan and Machine Good Kelly. Um, anyway, they're having a moment, clearly. So um, brands want to tap into that buzz. This was a great way to go about it. Um, and I can't believe he's not on Instagram, first of all. I didn't know that until digging into this, this concept.
0: Well, I think he was, and he deleted it kind of recently. Oh. But, yeah, I feel like that those three couples that you mentioned, um, Courtney and Travis, Kim and Pete, uh, Megan Fox and Machine Gun Kelly, are like, I literally can't go anywhere without seeing them. Um, I'm not even, like, seeking them out. I feel like they're just <laughs> weirdly all over the place. Um, and I, I I definitely think it's sort of capitalizing on, like, the gossip. Maybe not gossip isn't the right word, but just the fact that people, like, you know, when, when Megan Fox and Machine Gun Kelly did that insane interview where he was talking about how, like, she said, I you smell like weed, and he was like, I am weed. You know, <laughs> I feel like people were talking about that for such a long time, and it was... I don't know, they, they're playing up or playing on some of that, that press, you know?
1: I mean, the, the Instagram takeover um, is not the newest concept. The way that they did it was unique. It wasn't just somebody taking over an Instagram live uh, for the day. And so anyway, there's something there. They also didn't, you know, everybody's wiping clean their Instagram like you're, I guess, saying that uh, Pete did. I didn't know that. Um, but that seems to be the the play to get a lot of marketing buzz. So this is something new that a brand was doing um, on Instagram to call attention to the brand. And I think that it worked wonders. And we know that Calvin Klein, this isn't new for them. They've Latched on to big celebrities like Justin Bieber and like Marky Mark in the day. Let like <laughs> this has been going on forever. And they even I looked up the date because I just it called to mind also they did a campaign Calvin Klein underwear and jeans. It was like a duo campaign with all mm-hmm. of the Kardashian sisters in 2018 um, when they were kind of a little bit more, I guess. Um I think they're getting maybe they're getting tired, but I still love them. But anyway, we're at the height of their fame too. So anyway, mm-hmm. it's uh it's their pl- in their playbook.
0: So the point is Pete Davidson is the modern day Marky Mark. Um
1: <laughs> What does that uh, say about us? I don't <laughs> true, not, Nothing true.
0: good. Nothing good. Um okay, last thing, let's talk about Chanel. This one was very funny to me and and I'll explain why, but um Probably a lot of people have have heard about this, but um, Chanel released a advent calendar, which um, they had never done before, at least not for sale. Like they had made them before, but haven't sold them before. It costs $825. And uh, we learned from somebody unboxing it on TikTok contains like nothing of any interest. Um, uh, This woman, Elise Harmon, did a series of unboxing videos, which I think altogether have been seen like 50 million times of her taking all the things out of the advent calendar and it's like garbage you know it's like (laughs) a dust bag for chanel shoes to go in or like some stickers or something i mean it's like there's also like a bracelet and there's some makeup and stuff so it's not like totally nothing but But i think wait
1: wait wait what's the bracelet the bracelet is like a string
0: oh (laughs) yeah no (laughs) to be clear it's not like a diamond studded (laughs) anything it's like it's nothing and so I think the disbelief and the outrage kind of started from TikTok. It moved over to Instagram. A lot of Chanel's Instagram posts have very angry people in the comments. Um, I saw one where there's like, a, they posted some video shoot and someone was like, did the advent calendar pay for this video shoot? It's just, <laughs> I think the the entire world of luxury is built on buying, like spending way too much on like something so stupid. So That's like what's funny to me about this is I'm like, this is what all of Chanel products ultimately are. No offense to Chanel. Like, that's like the, the entire premise of like, you know, extreme luxury is like this stuff is not actually worth that amount. But I think the advent calendar just made it like, really, really, really crystal clear for a second. And that just got a lot of people going.
1: Man, I love the banter. A couple of good um, commentators on this subject. Uh, We had Charles Gross on our kind of Gen Z names to know in fashion. And he was talking about like the disappointment and the fact that this is not luxury. Like you order something Chanel, you want a luxury experience a luxury product. Um, he was saying, you know I could go around to Chanel counters at department stores and Chanel boutiques and ask for free samples or, or maybe buy something in, in beauty and and aggregate myself a much better selection of Chanel items for 825 and typically you get you know this great value for less is the typical you know advent calendar. Uh, Playbook. So Mm -hmm. um, I like everything he had to say. He also countered what Brian Boy got out there and said, which he was like, okay, hello. (laughs) Um, Chanel sells $10,000 jackets. You're buying, um, you're paying for the brand name. He was almost justifying it. um, And Charles was like, no, 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 no. This is a play, the playbook of like a mass produced hype brand. If you just want to get it because it's Chanel, that's something like a streetwear brand would maybe do. You're Chanel. <laughs> anyway, mm-hmm. be better than that. No, like- I- I I think
0: that I sort of agree with both of those takes though, which is that on the one hand it is like ludicrously little for eight twenty five, like it's really stretching the limits. I think of of like just having the word Chanel on something makes it worth it. Um, but I do think that like fundamentally, it's not like the ten thousand dollar jacket isn't that different. Like the 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 actual value versus like the perceived value might be slightly closer together. Versus like eight hundred twenty five dollars for stickers, but I mean, I, like philosophically, it's kind of the same thing. Um, it reminds me of the the Tiffany paperclip from a couple of years ago. I saw they sold a paperclip for like fifteen hundred dollars, and I and I remember thinking that 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 got a lot of press outside of like the fashion world, with people being like, "Wow, isn't that crazy?" But not a lot of like negative, like, audience, like you know, from the public kind of comments that I remember maybe, maybe I'm misremembering but I and I feel like something about the Chanel thing like set people off like I feel like people are angry in a way that they don't always get when a luxury brand pulls something like that um so I don't know do you think it has anything to do with like Chanel as like in particular because I feel like they are much they they I feel like they have a little bit of a reputation for being a little stodgier and than than some other luxury brands you know like they don't sell online and like I don't know yeah. Do, do you think that's part of it, like negative feeling towards <laughs> Chanel specifically, or just wrong place, wrong time?
1: God, I, I think any luxury brand that, that put this out there would be getting the flack, especially, you know, how things go viral on TikTok and people all want to like weigh in and, and <laughs> I don't know, add their snarky comment. Um, so I feel like it would happen for any luxury brand. We did a story on um, that we have this partnership with Launch Metrics where. And it just so happened that we had asked them prior to all of this to look at the um, advent calendars in the beauty world and to tell us what's earning the most media impact value. So it's just the buzz across social platforms. And before all of this, at the beginning of the year till November 30th was the time time frame, um, this Chanel calendar was number four out of um, the top five. And so and that was really just based on the fact that they had never done an out advent calendar before it was in celebration of their 100th anniversary of chanel number no. five is what this whole thing was about um and really i mean i think that it's a collector's item and i think that people overpay for collector's items and i think this added hoopla around this damn advent calendar is going to make it a bigger collector's items i item that's I don't a know good how point. They, yeah i don't know how much they, how many they made of it but i mean Get your hands on this calendar.
0: I, I think it. I think it's already sold out. I, I don't think they made that many, and I think they're all sold already. So, but that's a good point. I didn't think about that. It unfortunately probably is going to make it even more valuable now that it's like a, a piece of history. Um, two two additional kind of funny wrinkles to this story is one: Elise Harmon, who is the woman who originally posted the video on TikTok, like later claimed that Chanel had blocked her on TikTok, which turned out to not be true. It's that Chanel has a TikTok account with like no videos and no following her and like so she clicked on it and saw like you can't see this like and thought that she was blocked but like no no they don't block anybody they don't even like use their account the other thing is that chanel did respond and their response was like we need to be more careful about stuff like this basically which is like funny to me because it's not really addressing like the substance of the claim it's just like oh we got to make sure we don't get caught doing that again Which is, like, funny because, like, that's kind of the subtext of a lot of, like, brand apologies is, like, oh, yeah, everyone got mad at us and so we got to make sure nobody finds out,
1: you know, next
0: time or something.
1: There is no justifying. Like, what can they say? This string bracelet is quality string. (laughs) Yeah,
0: yeah, exactly. and, And he didn't even bother, like, trying to make up an excuse or something. He just was like, yeah, all right, well, that's fine. We won't do it again
1: what did you say about Chanel's TikTok presence? They're there. Like you got to wonder, they have an account,
0: but they don't post anything on it. There's never post any videos. They don't follow anybody. Like it's just sort of like a placeholder kind of thing. Um, and so when you click on it, it says like, it's like all blank and that might look like you've been blocked, but it's not, you know, they don't block.
1: Well, see, I mean, you got to wonder if they do did try to kind of, I don't know get into the tiktok world or they they were befriended there already would they get you know they're not part of it people don't think twice about giving chanel backlash anyway
0: yeah if if i know chanel they're going to join tiktok in like six years when everybody's (laughs) moved on to some other platform
1: sounds Uh, about right
0: okay so i think that's all the time we have but jill it is always a pleasure to speak with you um thanks for for giving us your roblox expertise once again
1: all right talk soon